reds, blacks and blues. In the whole batch of orange freshers, she was the only one that stood out. Red, aggressive and angry. There was a bit of orange in her too, excitement, but mostly just the blazing red. The ribbons and swathes of colour people exude are very visible to me. Frankly, I don't understand how most people can't see them. They are so self-evident to me. The blues are the calmer ones. Whites are so calm they might as well be dead. The reds, as I said, are aggressive and seething internally. And the orange, excitable, always on the cusp of discovery. Blacks and purples are violent and unpredictable. I avoid them. Best are the yellows, I suppose. Lucky beasts. Happy, contented, fulfilled. Most people have just a tinge or a small patch, rare to see a full flaming yellow canary. This girl was uncompromisingly red. Bold and unapologetic. Just a tinge of orange flaring on her outer margins, occasioned by being a fresher in a new environment maybe. But predominantly scarlet. I disliked her on first sight. Nothing personal. I just don't like reds. They are complex. Too much stuff going on inside their heads. And they mess me up too. But there was something strange about this one. She wound me up intensely, of course. But she drew me in as much as she repelled me. I couldn't get a handle on it. I can't see my own colour. So I don't know if I'm a grey. But I know I can be one. Nondescript, invisible, adjusting in the background. She'd never see me if I didn't want her to. I followed her around for weeks. I knew where she lived. I knew who her friends were, where she went, what she did, her favourite hangouts. I knew what her parents didn't know, what her pals didn't know. I suspect I knew things she herself didn't know. I read all her patterns, overt and covert. Nothing was hidden from me. And she didn't even know I existed. After the movie, her friends left, but she stayed on. She wandered through the mall, looking at things, not going into any of the shops or talking to anyone, not buying anything or eating anything. She'd done that before, a few times. There was never any plan in her rambling. This was the calmest she ever got. The red faded into a gentler pink and patches of blue blossomed all over her. Retail therapy, what do you know? But as she stepped out onto the road, adjusting the straps of her backpack on her shoulders, you could see the blue receding and the red ramping up. Usually she didn't leave so late when she was alone. It was already getting dark and she had to walk home. I followed in the shadows. She kept up a steady pace along the main roads, well lit by the street lights and the headlights of passing vehicles. But as she turned into the darker and quieter side streets, her tempo changed. She was hurrying now. There was no trace of the blue anymore. 
Her red was so hot it radiated around her like a halo. No sign of fear that I could see, but fully alert. I was concentrating so fiercely on her, I didn't see them at all till they started catcalling. Darling, one of them called. My sweetie, come to me, my sweetie. Another whistled. Oh, yeah, sexy. They were blacks and purples, lost to peace and sanity. The red from her shone over them and lit up their blackness as she did her best to ignore them and stride on confidently. But the side streets were deserted and she had to go through them to get home. She didn't break stride, but she was flaming scarlet, madder than I'd ever seen her. One of the purples got too close for comfort and she lashed out in an angry crimson tide. Maybe she had a weapon in her hand, though I didn't see it. I saw the swift wave of bilious green fear wash over him and then the return of the purple in a savage torrent. They lunged at her, all five of them, and she fought back like a virago. That's all I know. This man was a pink, brimming with goodwill, or I'd never have let him touch me. He instructed me to move my hands and legs, speaking to me in a calm, even voice. He patched up a few cuts here and there. He shone a torch in my eyes and asked me what day it was, and I said it was Wednesday. I told him the date, where I studied, and my home address. He put his firm hand on my shoulder, keeping me sitting where I was, and I could feel his steadiness leaching into me. My breath slowed, and my heart beat, and the red-hot tide of anger I'd been engulfed in slowly subsided. I could hear her talking, stumbling in her rush to get the words out. Another pink was attending to her. There were four or five of them, she said. They were whistling and calling to me. I wasn't really scared, just tense and fully focused on avoiding trouble. My house is just around the corner, so I was hurrying, hoping I'd escape. But one of them put his hand on my hair and I completely lost my temper. I shouldn't have, I know. They told us that staying calm was very important, but I lost it. I had my keys sticking out from between the fingers of my fist as we were taught. And I'm always ready with them this way when I walk down this dark stretch. I lashed out at him and I think I drew blood. That accounted for the bilious green fear that I'd seen flush through him. She was right. She hadn't been scared. She'd been mad angry. I'd seen that furious tide of red as I closed in on her. I listened attentively as she filled in the paramedics. I'm glad I got him, even though I think that maddened them all that I dared to fight back and they fell upon me like a pack of wolves. I thought I was finished anyway, so I might as well go out all guns blazing and my keys drew a lot of blood I know as I flailed my fist about belaying all within reach and I put my elbows and kicks to solid use to but it would still have gone badly for me if this person hadn't come out of nowhere to help me. He was manic. He tore them off me as if he had ten arms and threw them aside, snarling, Black devils! Black devils! 
over and over again. They scrambled off, the cowards, bleeding and shouting as they ran. By then, someone from one of the houses must have called police and ambulance, I think. I know I didn't, and I don't think he did. I must thank him. Please, let me thank him. She lumbered towards me, still swaddled in a military blanket, hair all dishevelled. Amazingly, there was no trace of fear about her even now. Just the steady red and a few flares of orange. And as she came the few steps towards me, it softened almost to a pink. Her eyes widened in surprise as she saw me. And the first thing she blurted out was, I thought you'd be bigger and older. You seem to tower over us all, plucking them off and tossing them aside like unwanted garbage. I laughed outright. She looked so stunned. They sat us down next to each other in the open doorway of the ambulance, each swaddled in our own blanket. We had to wait some more time, they said. Something to do with shock. They contacted both sets of parents, though I tried to avoid mine being bothered. We sat quietly, side by side, as they went about their process. I could feel the blue permeating slowly through her. I didn't do a thing. I didn't touch her. I'd seen what she did to people who touched her out of turn. I didn't speak to her. I didn't even look at her. I just sat there, quietly, beside her. I don't think I dislike her that much anymore. 